Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're into baseball or sex, this show's a real home run. Score! I gotta say, beautiful human Mike Poser may be one of the coolest people I've ever interviewed. He's been on the show a few times, and he gave me time when I was like, uh, I, I, I was maybe like 15 years old. A wee little baby. That's correct, Cameron. And I was covering my first bamboozle at the Giants Stadium. Ooh, yes. It was in the parking lot of the Izod Center, a New Jersey staple. And uh, the Bamboozle Music Festival was like for like alternative pop punk bands and stuff. And this was uh, right before Cooler Than Me blew up or like kind of in the moment. Uh-huh. And I was just a dumb little kid with his fat ass recorder attached to my, my back. <laughs> and Mike Posner gave me time and was the coolest, kindest, most humble human being and made me feel like a trillion dollars. And... He, uh, dude, he like gave me my ce- his cell phone number. He was so cool. And then, uh, like, he, he remembers it's now to this day. He's been on the show a b- billion times since. And did you know that Mike Posner wrote the song Boyfriend by Justin Bieber? I, I did know that, yeah. If I was your boyfriend, I'd never I let you go. go. Do you know the rest of the lines, my sweet prince? <laughs> I don't, actually. I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan. You would oh, lose. Finish the lyric, Carlos. Wow, Carlos. Damn. Jamie, Shots fired. Jamie Foxx would be pissed at you. Isn't that his show? What? No. No. What is? What, what show does Jamie Foxx do? Beat Shazam. Ah. Yeah. You know I what? I feel like I'd be good at that. With beating Shazam, we could play our own version here. Let's do it. Well, not really, because on the amp thing, it doesn't work. Because the second you play the the song, we stop. We can't hear us. We could find a different way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a way. That, if there's a will, there's a way. That's what they say. You know what else people don't talk about enough when it comes to Mike Posner? What? Two things. One, the fact that he almost died getting bit by a snake while walking across America. And two, he hiked Mount Everest. Truth. Really? And he yeah. also he hiked Mount Everest. Damn. He, he also wrote the song "Beneath Your Beautiful" by Emily Sunday and Labyrinth, one of my all-time favorite songs. Great song. Love it, but not as impressive as the Everest thing. That's pretty cool. We talked to him when he was preparing for that, right? He came on the show. Yeah, we also have one Mike Posner interview that was never released. Yeah, he wouldn't sign the release that day. Well, it was not him. Yeah. It was sucks too because it was one on the mountain. <laughs> Took a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day we'll Some release guy, it from the vault. Some guy came, went all the way up there with a satellite dish. You know, <laughs> too bad you can't see it. <laughs> Risked his life <laughs> and the life of a donkey. That's, That's a show business, s- baby. <laughs> he has a great song called "Before I Die." It was written about Jesus. all these experiences, and yeah. That's why he's doing it all. That's cool. So, would you ever want to climb Mount Everest? No, fuck no. Uh, That's a better question. I think Dan would want to. I I w- I do want to, but the then ele- I would come to, and I'd be like, "This, this yeah, sucks. dude. Yeah. The elements would take Dan so quick. You, you're out. Honestly, brother, you get up there, you get like 
one like negative temp hits your face, you're out. Yeah, you're out. You would look like an idiot up there. <laughs> Listen, I know Mount Everest is definitely colder than going snowboarding in like Mammoth, <laughs> but like I've been in cold weather before. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think yeah? you can handle it, no, dude. Dan would approach Mount Everest the same way he prepares for marathons that he runs. Guess he what? Wouldn't prepare. Guess who? Guess who completed the LA Marathon this year? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. He was a bit bloody. You at the brought end. up that comparison. <laughs> I just feel like you'd have this this date set for Mount Everest, and you wouldn't prepare, but you'd still go through with it. I think you could do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> I, I do. Think, I think. I think I would. Tra- if I without listen, physically training, no, for you it? have to train for it. They wouldn't let you. They wouldn't give you a permit to climb that if you didn't try. It. Also, yeah. wait, you have to get a permit. You have to get permits to climb Everest. You can't just walk up and climb the mountain one day. Yeah, they don't. There's, there's so many corpses up there. There's already. different like base camps, and you have to have the the people and the, the tents and the connections. <laughs> that's odd because last I checked, we lived in America. Well, Matt, well, Everest need permits. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Nepal rules are different there. You know, what you that's can okay. sign up for and just do what LA Marathon. And you did. <laughs> and I did See, do that. Okay, now Dan, I don't mean this offensively no, to you in any me. way. I don't. I don't mean this offensively. But you are a trim, smaller person. Yeah. Therefore, I think. You could actually do it because mm. you're not lifting very much. You know what I mean? It's all about oxygen levels and getting your heart up and all that and the endurance. That's why I think I have what it takes. <laughs> you know who does it? Honestly, exactly. dude. As long as I have about 12 inhalers. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Man, I don't know. I've seen, I've watched some documentaries about it and it's, it looks awful. Yeah, yeah it's it looks horrendous. Brutal. And I'm there's like, like that a little, there's a little part where it's just dead people everywhere. That's so sad. And at yeah, the end of the day, right. bro, like, you're going up there for bragging rights. You're not going up there for the view. You can't see shit. It's freaking yeah, it's, windy it's right, and man. cold and there's snow. Have Weather you seen permitting. the footage? Oh, it's called the death zone. Everything oh. about twenty everything above twenty six thousand feet is known as the death zone. That sounds like a a great time. Don't sign me up. Do you now, Dan, you did the marathon. I did. And that was that was around this time last year, wasn't it? No, that was it was March nineteenth. It was only a couple months ago. Wow, it feels like it's been four Seems years. Seems like it should be 2085 right now. It feels like it was years ago, but no, it was four, four or five months. Having done it, now you were a bit bloody at the end, but having done it, <laughs> would you do it again? Um, I would only do it again to, and I would train for it and get a good, like a, a time. I would want to break four hours. I was right above four hours. Mm. I would do it just to break four hours. And, and what's would, the distance in four hours? 26. 26.4, 26, 26.2 miles. I'm trying to think realistically if I just did it tomorrow, what my time would be. Oh, you, days. I'd give you six, a week and a half. Six? six that's oh, the sweetest shit. thing you've ever said. You, think, he you think he's going to walk six hours he's gonna that run entire it. thing? He's he gonna ain't run running it. dick. <laughs> no, he's going to run a marathon, uh, not sorry. dick. You know, I feel You're like we got, into a, we got into a very hurtful zone. No, I'm too relaxed today, guys. I got to get out of there. Zach, that. how long do you realistically think it would take you to complete a marathon today? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> I did. I, would, I don't even think I could drive the route of a marathon completely. <laughs> <laughs> if you gave me one of them scooters that you ride around in a tea park at, I don't think I could follow the route properly. <laughs> Probably let, that's very accurate. Let alone <laughs> run it. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Uh, I well. thought about going to spectate this year. I did think about uh, that. Cheer me on. I, I kind of forgot you were doing it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you uh, talked we, about it every day. I talked. I talked about it every day. No, you talked about it a lot. I talked about <laughs> running a marathon a lot less than you talked about having a boyfriend. 
You know what's funny is like if Zach, let's say got Zach him. did got go, him. yeah, he did go. Good one. Let's say Zach did go to spectate. You'd run by him because he'd be like smoking weed. Look <laughs> yeah. at his phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, at the end of the day, that's just boring. Like, okay, so I'm watching a bunch of people walk, waddle, run. Yeah, it's like what else is on? Yeah, they're just <laughs> you know? honestly can't change the channel. Turn that dial, dude. My my friend regular guy had uh, uh, his lawn chair ready for me. Did he see me? I don't, you know, I don't think so. Mm. I did good. I didn't ask him about it. All right. So, I mean, I could ask him about it now. It's only been since March, so I'm sure he remembers. If I do, if I do do it again, that's going to be in New York or the the London New York New York one. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at you. You're right. Wait, from London to New York. Yeah, the that London to New York marathon. Now, marathon dude, that's down. giving Jesus. Yeah, he's going to walk on water. That would be impressive. Yeah, you may want to train for that one. <laughs> Just staunch. I don't think Jesus trained to walk on water. I think he just did it. What's more impressive? What's more impressive? <laughs> running, the, running the LA Marathon with no training or walking or on water? Or turning water into wine. Wait, what, no, okay, what's what is more impressive? Be? The fact that Jesus walked on water or Moses parted the sea? Damn, that's a big one. Wow. Wait, run that by me again? <laughs> <laughs> we could, yeah, okay, we'll stick with those two. That's Jesus a good debate. walking on water or Moses parting the sea? And this is not about significance in biblical history. This, this is, is just, more about like superpower wise, like, <laughs> which really throws you off. And is like, damn, dude, if that was a fucking yeah. X-Men, I'd run the other way. Like if you saw like just some <laughs> random guy. I'd say lock him up. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, to go with Moses. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've seen magicians walk oh. on water. Damn. I've never Jordan. seen one part the sea. That's right. a flex, Jordan. That's a flex. Thank you. There it is. Moses is the winner. How do you feel about that, Jesus? But, yeah. but you know, are you comparing like the the water to wine thing? Is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. That's not a. That's not that but big. I have seen magicians like be like, "Oh, look, I got milk, and I pour the milk into my hand, and then the milk's not in my hand." Oh. No, turning water to wine is not that impressive. How do you know though? I've but seen maybe it. it's like not aesthetically like like flashy, right? But think about what it takes to physically take the water and just magically turn it into actual wine. Not like red dyed 40 water. See, this is why we need the Mythbusters in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about Crack it. this code. That's a big one. But then to your part, like, to your point, the ocean's big. You're separating it. Like, yeah. damn, dude. Like, and also, like, where are them sharks at? See, I Where's think, the reefs at? I, I think Moses, yeah, Moses, Moses is more impressive. Cake. God, I mean, yes. Noah's pretty impressive. He built an ark for enough animals, everything on Earth, two of them. Yeah, well, but right. like, also, really, what happened after that? Like, I don't like. I'm still skeptical on the whole thing. All right. Like, so there's this giant fucking flood, and then okay, so like, when does the flood? What's the end of that story? That's. I, I feel like I only know the, the part where subsides. there's a flood, and he. Oh, it just goes away. Yeah, it subsides. Oh, so like then the land comes back, and then he repopulates the the. Yes. Releases the, the animals. Back to that's that's how that's why there's animals today. And everybody on the boat got it. Has relations it? with one another and repopulated the planet. Do you think he like if, if, like checked if they were siblings first? Animals don't. Animals don't. Do animals care about that? Animals? No. Is that true? I, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure animals don't. What's the don't deal give on the GNA DNA bloodlines of animals? All right, Moses, Noah, Jesus, F. Mary Kill. Here we go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. No, we're not playing. I'm that. kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I had mine. <laughs> of course you did, you freak. I'm kidding. Damn. Now write it down. <laughs> wow. I'm honestly, I can't stop thinking about this. Like the idea of the ocean just parting. That'd be cool to see, wouldn't it? Yeah, but then you can run your marathon from New York to London. I'm the nerd that, like, if I saw that happen, and it's like, okay, there's, let's walk across, I'd be like, 
Uh, you're gonna, I'm not I'm not confident you can hold these walls of water. Yeah, 100%, 100%. You guys go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'll follow you. Yeah. But then I'm a little nervous because you don't want to be at the end because then if you're at the fucking end, like, God, you're like, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be a straggler. So I'm going to let him go 50% of the way. Then I'm going to kind of, kind of, you know, scoot into line when you're trying to like, like just casually merge with somebody but, but you're just like you're, you're not at the end of the line you're definitely halfway right. in the line and you don't want people to know that you're skipping that's what I'd be doing right. and I'd go halfway because then I know it's safe enough but then I don't want to be a straggler at the end you know mm -hmm. you get me I do get you yeah 100% that's like a party you never want to show up too late <laughs> I totally compare walking through the ocean to showing up too late. Yeah. To a party. That makes sense. I get that analogy. Thank you so much. It's very straightforward. My sweet prince, you understand me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Zach Sang Show. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Zach. Hi, Dan. Hello, Carlos Camera. Hello. Jordan, how you be? Thanks, Daddy. I'm good. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, you heard uh, that? Hi, Sam. <laughs> uh, uh, Kelsey's not here today because she's living out her dream. Yeah. Who is she seeing in concert, Jordan? Rebelde? I don't know. Yeah, you know them, don't you? Well, I know the show, but I don't know what group she's seeing unless it's like a reunion tour of the literal show. It I is that, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it Then is. it's Rebel Day. So what, yeah, is Re what is Rebel Day? So it's a telenovela from like the 2010s, early 2000s that I started watching in Spanish class and I just <laughs> fell in love with it. There are like 400 <laughs> episodes and it's wonderful. Love it. Kelsey was very happy that she bonded with you over this show. And, yeah. And also very surprised. Yeah, you know, I'm full of surprises. <laughs> well, apparently this show is so freaking big that they're doing four nights sold out at uh, this ginormous stadium. That's cool. Very nice. It's massive. Do you know this show, Carlos? I don't, but I know people who, like, watch it. Are they going to the show? I think so. Uh, one of the four. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Tea. Hell yeah. Yeah, tea. They'll probably be drinking that there. Yeah, yeah. and probably not. No? Yeah, there's some guy that we work with across the hall who has this really unique tea that he, like, had and... I like, you know, was making like I was like just walking in the hallway one day, and I was like, uh, "You're nice, good, good looking tea," and uh, then he was like, "Oh, you want some?" And I couldn't say no, so I said yes. Mm. Uh, sludge. I I consumed. Sludge. I consumed what was, what I could only imagine to be some sort of waste that would leave an animal sit in some sort of soil, and then be like. Like like scooped up, put it in a microwave, and then served to me. So it was, when I think of sludge, I think of thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was thick. It was a and thick you, tea. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the tea where you can see it and feel it, and if you sipped a little mm. bit too much, you're you're swallowing in some some sticks. <laughs> and that's you know I, mean, I I drank sticks. I'm into that. Um, I'm into stick season. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. Con, good one, Dan. <laughs> anyway, I saw that guy across the hall. I don't know why I'm talking about this today. Um, That's okay. Uh, he, he said something to me, and now I'm forgetting it. 
Well, anyway, we can wait. I, I, I didn't that was drink a really big lead up to nothing. Yeah. I know, man. <laughs> you guys should have. You think that's crazy? I had the craziest conversation with somebody yesterday. <laughs> what? Shut up. I'm just trying to remember what it was. <laughs> no, no, I have some crazy. To okay. Tell you. I, I've eaten pasta three days in a row. Wow. <laughs> Because I'm Call just, back. I'm just trying to share with my friends. I love it. No, I love it. Yeah, Speaking I, of tea, I've been thinking about something. Yep. And uh, I want to know what your guys' opinion on it is. I think it's time that I start carrying one of those Stanley cups around. Oh, yeah. I feel I very remember. left out that I don't have one of these thermos things that people always have on them. I think this will help with your weight loss because you're going to be drinking a lot of water and water's healthy. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying if you're on a, if you're on a health journey, this is a good way to, you know, kickstart it into gear. Water is the root to so much. Ah, uh, think about never it. Thought of it. <laughs> never thought of it you that way. You should be striving every day for when you pee for your urine to be clear. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But it's probably not clear today. It is. Right? It, Bullshit. It, it, but you know what? Follow me in the bathroom right now. <laughs> I will pee in front of you so hard. I honestly would like to because I, I'm going horse hockey Come on Come on in. The water, the pee is fine. Don't you worry about my pee. No, dude, I used to have a friend, and we'd push each other every day to drink so much water that we'd have clear piss. My, I had a grandfather that, that drank too much water that he ended up going to the hospital. He, mm. like, overhydrated. You drown your insides. There's a, that's a thing. Yeah. So there was a radio bit. Oh, I remember this story. Done yeah. by somebody we used to work with. Yep. It was called Hold Your Wee for a Wee. <laughs> it was when Wee was huge. You know, the little Nintendo Wiis where you yep. play a little tennis? The elderlies are still using them. Right. They were like the hottest thing, and the only way to win them was by drinking a gallon of water or more, and whoever was able to hold their pee for the longest got the wee. And and what happened? Everything went well. Uh, and it was a no, very this, successful contest. This lady drowned from the inside out oh. and uh, died. She died, and I don't even know if she got her fucking wee. <laughs> <laughs> and that sucks because like yeah, she was doing it for her kids. <laughs> Did her kids get it? I don't know. Look, you don't have mommy, but you got a wee now. Yeah, you should. Uh, we know the girl. It's really bad. We she do? came up with it. Yeah, that, well, that really know. killed a lot of that type of radio contest. Hundred percent. It should have. They used to do it was horrendous. This was one they Jennifer did. Jennifer Strange. No, uh, no, no. I think that a twenty-eight-year-old contestant, Jennifer Strange, oh, yeah, died of water intoxication yeah. hours after taking part in the contest. They used to do it for radio for all kinds of things. They used to do a contest like if if there's a car, <gasps> you hold your hand on it. And then the last person holding or touching the car gets the car kind of thing. We had a radio Gone. station in Erie, Pennsylvania that did that in 2012. Not anymore. We They gave away a Kia Soul, green one. Jennifer Come. Strange's family was awarded $16.5 million. Wow, by the radio station. Good. Which, which I believe was the end in San Diego. K-D-N-D. Yeah, the end. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it was a morning show. It was two guys and a girl. We know the girl. What's her name? Call her out. Give her a shout out. Oh. I'm okay. You know, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I did like was around her, we never actually like were on the air with her. But every time I was around her, all, all I could think of was like she murdered a woman. Like you, you did a bit that you thought was gonna be funny, and you really did not let a lady go to the fucking bathroom so she can get a a video game console, and somebody's life is lost. And by the way, like the ripple effect of a lost life is you can't even measure it really. So, like, to even quantify it with a dollar amount is insulting and disgraceful. And the fact that that woman worked in radio at all, like, I actually made me physically ill for a long time. And it was something morally that I had a problem dealing with. And that's just, just got truth. Like, every time I was around her, I thought that. I could not look at her and think to myself, like, you know, we made great radio every day. And nobody was ever hurt. 
Ever. Yeah, it's just not necessary. I feel the same it's, way no. about the. No, I mean the culture was not specific to radio. This happens all across the board. Just people screaming constantly and things like that. These no. weird ass pranks. They're just not necessary. Well, so you can do pranks and like not kill someone. Yeah, you know, you fucking losers. Don't need to. Any hoozy? I don't know how we got here. Uh, how do you get here, Pete? The key to a good show is lowering your expectations for us. Lower. Lower. That's about right. Zach Sang Show. Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, you need help, man. Uh, you know what? This is fucking crazy. There's a super volcano that's in Europe. It could totally erupt. Uh, it's wild. It's in Italy. Heard about that. Makes sense. Like, why? This would be the year, right? Like, everything else is going on. <laughs> we just had that uh, eclipse. That's probably causing something to happen, You right? think, Cameron? Yeah, I didn't know there was an eclipse going on until some guy on TikTok Live told me about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm i going to admit, I look straight at it. Did you? You pulled yeah. the Donald Trump? Is that what I, you know, I know you're not supposed to do that, but like, we've all looked at the sun. No. You know? You Ooh. have never looked at the sun. No, I haven't looked at the sun since the Teletubbies and the baby's face was in it. That's not the real sun. That was the last time I looked at it. But I did look at it and- uh, What'd you think? Uh, not impressed. Huh. You know? down? It's kind of trippy that like the rest of the world when it was happening, if you looked around, it looked like everything was- it looked like you were wearing sunglasses without yeah. wearing them. Well, they were handing out mm. those purple glass, uh, purple those paper glasses, the eclipse glasses. Yeah, I always got like the paper clips, uh, paper clip, paper cut on my nose. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, it seems like a lot of things are happening though. I'm just preparing uh, between this. There's probably gonna be a big earthquake. Well, I'm I'm literally reading about this uh, freaking volcano now. It, yeah. It's very likely that it's going to take uh, erupt. It's a ticking time bomb. And they say that it's very, 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 very realistic uh, that this thing is going to explode. It's been nearly 500 years since it exploded last. <laughs> what would you do Damn. if you were Dust. in that area of the world and you saw that happen? Leave? Uh, I don't even know. What, like, Leave? No. Is it even worth running? No, you don't run. You embrace. Oh, you take it. Erupting. Yeah, I like I don't even that. know. You, you call your loved ones. You grab your loved ones. You film it and you go, tell my family that I love them. It's terrifying. Post. You say the shit you wanted to say forever, and you post it on the internet. The volcanoes seem so old timey, but they're they're still around. Oh, they're very present, baby. <laughs> Don't they though? You can say about trees. <laughs> I, I agree, trees well, too. To be fair, a volcano is old timey. It's been around for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like it doesn't seem like a modern problem, is what I'm saying. But apparently yeah, they should it just is. get a giant cork, plug her up. Not a bad idea. Take a constipation pill. But then the pressure builds, and you know, yeah, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, what's the deal on that? Like, we can control the weather with them weather bombs. Like, why can't we do that for the volcanoes? Yeah, that's I mean, worth, you just that's suck worth it out from the bottom. Exploring, yeah. Well, you just stick a vacuum cleaner in there and just suck out the lava. Oh, that's a good idea, Dan. You think they thought of that? Oh no, but you ever see pictures of lava moving really slow? Doesn't it look like so fun to play in? It does. Nope. It's weird. It, does it looks it. like no, that it slime. Does. Yeah, it looks like slime. Yeah. No, it's radiating heat. It looks like it's gonna burn you instantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm just saying, from from the outside looking in, looks like a good time. Yeah, it looks like molasses. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's giving. Yes. avoid it. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna go run into it. It's but it's just like it's kind of interesting. I uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. United Airlines is changing the way people board airplanes. I'm open to this idea. Yeah, you're open to the idea of revolutionizing uh, revolutionizing the boarding process. Yeah, Cameron. Okay, this is what their pitch. They're gonna start boarding planes from the window seat out. Mm, that makes so sense. You have a window seat, you're going to go in first, then you're going to go middle, and then you're going to go aisle. That's great. It does make sense. They that should start with the back of the plane, 
and yeah. then the middle, and then the front. Yeah, they're going to let people pre-bore, and if you got, like, first or business, you're going to still be allowed on there. But all the rest is going to be window out. I just love when you're at the airport, and you're zone six, and there's other people in zone six, and the people at the PA say, we are now boarding zone one. And all the zone six people are like, I'm yeah. getting up. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn. It's like, no, it's not. You're zone yeah. six. Sit down. Get boarding, out of the way. Boarding. Why are we rushing to get no, on the airplane? Sometimes, because I, I don't want to brag, but I, I end up trying to get like the, them early groups. Sounds like you want to brag. I always look to my the, the, the tickets around me. I'm like, there's no way all these people can get on here this That's early. how I feel every time 100%. they board. I'm like, I'm like, no I paid extra. I'm in group three or four or five or whatever. I'm getting on early. And they call group one, two, three, and four. I'm like, the whole everyone's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like what? How am I standing here on an island by myself? Yeah, you paid eighty dollars. Yeah, I was like, I paid an extra eighty dollars to get on early, and somehow yeah. everybody else beat me to it. Yes, 100%. you're telling me you're all in the military, you all got kids, you're all handicapped, you're all like right. in the main desk or whatever that thing is called, flight lab. What is that? First class. Yeah, flight lab. There's no way. I was like, what do I spend eighty dollars on? Nothing. You got played. You got I did. A hundred percent. I did. So it grinds my effing gears. God, I'm always in like zone ten. Oh yeah. You know? Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I, dare, I fucking dare you, Dan. You want to play with I, fire? I do like Welcome how to the Cameron sou- Volcano. I do like how Southwest does it, though. They're like, this is exactly when you're going on. Yeah. You're group one. Free for number, all. Number 28. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's I also, opposite. I hate the free for all, dude. I don't like that one. I, I like, like it that. because otherwise I'm either in the back or in the overhead bin. I don't do that. with. I don't do well with that with Spirit either. I flew Spirit the other day for the first time to Dallas. It was like, oof, da. I love Spirit. Uh, it sucks. Like I got the bigger seats in the front, and like you can't even recline. It's you can't like, recline at all in Spirit Airlines. That's fucking hell. That's nah, fine. It's not. Have you ever reclined an airplane seat? It's basically doesn't move. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Well, that's like not an inch. true. It's not you? like you lean it back and you're like ah, oh, that's so much space to sleep. Well, do you not remember one of our finest moments here on Amp? I do. Was when <laughs> was when I took a flight back to LA from Dallas, and it was really early in the morning, and me and my boyfriend get on the plane. And the second we sit down, we recline. I know. And the mm. lady behind me decides to tweet about it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then she tweets about these two assholes mm-hmm. reclining instantly. And then she tweets, oh, the two assholes are Zach Sang and his boo. Yeah. And then you tracked her down and got her on the show. I do. I remember doing that, yeah. <laughs> I did. It's very, it's very weird. So to answer your question, I believe in a recline, dude. <laughs> I know it took me a while. I'm mosey here. <laughs> But I believe in a recline so much so uh, that I allowed the internet to fucking destroy me for all it. Right, if you believe in it that much, then you should sleep that way every night. Well, well, no, only when I only when I'm subjected <laughs> to it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna willingly sit in a seat. Uh I mean, I, I I know I've said this before, and it doesn't make much sense. I just think flying sucks, no matter where I you're agree. sitting. Yeah. Now I do have I'm, a little flight anxiety after that last time because yeah. I don't want to do things wrong and then get roasted again on the fucking internet in here. It's pretty easy to avoid that situation, I think. Oh, just be polite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how to do that? No. <laughs> I want to sit in first class someday. Yeah, I would love to do that. Where you like <laughs> lay down, you get turned on a little bed. What's it like? Tell us. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> is it pretty? They bring you like free stuff, right? You get a little blanket, a little pillow. <laughs> what does it taste like? Face wash? <laughs> I mean, none of it's free. You technically pay for it. I guess when you're paying $10,000 a seat, yeah, it's definitely not free. How no, soft is the pillow? 10000 is a lot of money. Um, I mean, it's not that great. It's just way better than what's behind you. Yeah. You know? It's like not, it's, you know, could be better. Your bed's better. Do you wake up when people from coach come to use the bathroom? Well, they don't. And get them kicked out. Can <laughs> <You> <laughs> smell the, the smell of us. 
plebes in the back. Yeah, it's, it's giving peasant. Yeah. yeah. What's that smell? It's Jimmy from 37D. Yeah. Guys, I don't mind the back of the plane. I'm great back there. I don't either. I'm mean camera. 37D, that's fucking yeah. generous. The last flight I took, I think it was a 65F. <laughs> God. At least you got a window. I had an international flight and my I, my seat was right against the back wall. Well, that's what happens when <laughs> you book through Costco that. travel. Uh, well, no, that wasn't the problem. Well, I actually, my initial seat was fine and then I, I bought like a different seat. Oh, you bought that was This was supposed to be an upgrade. <laughs> and I get on it and I'm dead against the wall. Like, it's great. I love when they get you. It was great. I yeah. love it. I, see, I can't do that. Like that, the thought of being trapped in a tiny seat like that mm -hmm. for 10 plus hours is, I, I can't. Oh, it's no, fine. No, you just get super <laughs> trashed. <laughs> it really goes by fast. You're just fucking drunk sitting there straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah might as well. <laughs> dangling. Yeah. It's <laughs> Like that's my Hell fucking yeah. nightmare. I have flight trauma You fall though. asleep and like you end up hitting your head on the cart, <laughs> yeah. you know? What is it about like airplanes are the only place where sleeping is so obnoxious? Like you even if you can fall asleep, you end up doing the thing where you're like you're, Fuck. You're just like you wake fall into the aisle. And then you look around, make sure nobody's saw it. Yeah, but people definitely saw it. Yeah, but I can impress people saw it. I impressively sleep on planes very well. Yeah, because you're laying oh. down, you have a private no, bed with a door. Yeah, you're, what a feather in your cap. You're, you're up there in a freaking sleep number. I'm in the back in a lawn chair. This makes a lot of sense. Honestly, a lawn chair would be better than what the fuck is back there. <laughs> and by the way, do not fly first class all the time. Only for long distances. Oh, good. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> That's really going to change my travel plans from now on. Maybe I shouldn't do it this time. <laughs> no, but I, I do. Uh, it sucks, man. It sucks. Yeah, flying is the worst. It's rough. Unless you can get that private John, mm. right? Never had a private John. Private portage on? Yeah. <laughs> We'd love it. One day. Have you been on a private plane ever? They're very small. No, I haven't. Uh, that's I've not... seen one once in a movie. Dan, have you been on one? Nope. You, no? Nope. Never? Nope. By the way, they call them PJs. Oh. That'd be cool. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Jordan, you're, you, you, you know rich people. Have you been on a private jet before? I have. Wow. <laughs> Who's? Um... I don't know if I can reveal their name, just billionaires. Oh, wow. fuck. Wow. Yeah. Damn, Jeff, up? were you on Jeff's plane? Wow, you know Jeff. How do you think I got this job? Wow. <laughs> I was gonna say, someone did tap me on the shoulder one day and said, hire this girl. Hire this girl. <laughs> By the way, this is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping on your shoulder. What am I picturing this, like, this, this, this airy figure that just comes out of the wall? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, they're scary, them little planes, though. They do, they do manage to get, like, whatever food you want on there, though. It's pretty impressive. You ever get on a plane where you're flying, like, a connecting flight, and then you realize it's, like, one that's powered by propellers? <laughs> no. Honestly, once. Yeah. It's I went, scary. I went to Garden City, Kansas, mm -hmm. and the airport in Garden City, Kansas was so small that it only takes one flight in from Dallas a couple times a week. <coughs> and it was a propeller plane. And uh, it was very frightening. Yeah, I don't know why it's super scary. I didn't like it. I also don't like when they change the plane last second. Oh, yeah. And no. They're like, oh, just give us 10 minutes. We're swapping out planes because the other one didn't fly no, but anymore. You should, but that's because uh, they need to. It's for good good juju. Yeah, good. it still makes me feel uneasy. Because it's like, oh, our car broke down. We're going to use the old beater. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or just another one. Yeah. From another route. Maybe. I wanted to be a pilot at one point in my life. I was really into um, air, airplane simulators. 
Oh, yeah. I was also addicted to, to bus simulators, too. I love driving buses. I thought for a long time about getting a pilot's license, but then I realized everybody that I knew that had one is a douchebag. So I decided <laughs> not going to go down that route. Yeah, it's like you're either doing it You legit- know the type. Yeah, 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 well, why, yeah. Why are pilots like that? Oh, because they not- think no one else can do it. It's this God complex that they're in charge of but all the souls on board. I Like, commercial fl- pilots seem cool. They yeah, seem they chill. Do. It's like little private right. small plane yes. pilots that think they're the awesome. Well, by the 100%. way, most of the commercial airlines pilots served in the military in some capacity. Right. Like, Those seem like real. cool people. Yeah, not them. Those, I've just known a lot personally. Yeah, those wieners that are like, yeah, man, I'm going to get my, my my pilot's license. I'm going to take my little my little birdie out for a cruise. <laughs> Eat one, okay, brother? Eat one. They're also the assholes that end up like crashing on the fucking highway, putting people's lives at risk. Yeah. You moron. Yeah, like either fly a big jet or nothing. That's what I always say. But I wanted to do that. Like, I wanted to, like, actually fly a commercial airliner. Yeah. There's still... T- you can do that. Just nah, do it before you run for governor nah, or whatever. Dude, I, you smoke do it w- while you're running for governor. I smoke way too much cannabis. Well, I have been thinking, though, about taking a college class once a week. In what? Like, like political science. Okay. Just once a week. Just yeah, to keep my mind... Something tells me you're not going to make it to that classroom. <laughs> just to keep my mind sharp, you know? Something tells me you're going to have a tardy issue. Yeah, I would be a little busy, I think. Yeah. My boyfriend's gonna like do a couple classes, I think, a week or something. Yeah. Well, he's gonna learn how to speak English. <laughs> what? He has an accent. It's from Australia. He knows English, Dan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just because he's from down under. No, no, that's a different language. Can you translate for me? Sure. What do you need me to translate? Dan. Don. <laughs> <laughs> that came off a little German. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Don. <laughs> no, but he's been thinking about going back to college, uh, going back. He never went. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I think, uh, let me correct you. In Australian, they call it university. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. He's been thinking about starting university. There it is. How would you say it in? University? That? Yeah, that's good. Go to schooly? <laughs> <laughs> What's that thing you put on your shoulders that holds books? A backpack? Nope. There they call it a pecky. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not yeah. true. I was going to you just set yourself up for that one. Well, no, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's where you put the little turn pagey? That's a book. <laughs> I don't think they call books turn pages. Mm, look it up, Dan. They, they are living in the Queen's It's on the world. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I saw the Rosetta Stone in London. I did oh, too. you were with me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. I saw it too once, standing next to you, asshole. <laughs> That's funny. In mid-sentence, I was like, no, he was definitely with me at that same place. <laughs> You're just so distracted by the, the glory and the presence that is the Rosetta Stone. Okay, it is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So I saw it once. So what <laughs> is it? It's every language on a stone? Every language ever ever invented on the same stone. No. How do they do that? How do they got that out of that room? What's <laughs> <laughs> a valid point. And you know, it's one of those things, It's like it's, I think it's cooler in concept, because yeah. you get there and you go... Okay, it's a rock. Wait, <laughs> and so there's I'm some shit so etched in it. So are they like writing it on top of it, each other? No, Zach, tell us what you think. I'm seeing why like a boulder a... in my head, no, and it's giving. They run out of room, so then like, oh, once they're done with English, then it's like they put Spanish. There's no, there's no, there's no English on there. Latin. Oh, that could be uh, Greek. I think it is. But why? Why is the Rosetta Stone so important? Well, why is that discovery so important? I don't know. What do you mean discovery? Didn't somebody make it? <laughs> yeah, like, what, the earth but just then at one point, at one, all the at words one on point, it? people discover that somebody made yeah, it. So it why, like, what's the significance? I mean, I don't know the understanding of how far back 
the English <laughs> language goes, your fucking English language goes, and written it's not language. That far off. Oh, you're not that that far, but there's like a specific reason it was a really important find. How do you know that, Dan? Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, with you actually. Mm, interesting. Wait, so, are you going to tell me the reason? Oh, it's the re- it's it it's it's because. Oh, this is with, good. With, <laughs> it's the reason modern day humans can understand hieroglyphics in Egypt. Yeah, so that's why I know what hieroglyphics mean when I run, so, walk past them. So I'm confused. So they go to these these pyramids, right? And then they roll this stone over. <laughs> and they're like, I got to Google, I got a Rosetta Stone translate yeah, this shit. Yeah. I'm going to go the stone and just Google it. <laughs> so, so no, I'm just picturing some fucking guy at the pyramid with this stone. And he's like lining up these little calligraphy things while yeah. he's looking no, for it on the rock. They can take a picture of it and bring the picture. You don't have to bring the stone. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, they can't do that. But, but, but back had, in no, the no, day, no. there was no photos. so like. But there was so, Google, just, just to clarify. There's also no, something guys. called like paper where you like scratch on it and you just copy that onto something else. When when did paper arrive? <laughs> <laughs> when did it come down from the heavens? <laughs> like, That's a good question. When was paper invented? It was in Egypt they, was with it? papyrus, yeah. Damn, they do so many good things over this there. This says paper was invented. Uh, <laughs> the birth of paper as we know it today took place under the Chinese Han Dynasty in AD 105. Paper's been around way before that, internet. Damn. Yeah, I learned that in sixth grade, so I'm sure mine is truer. <laughs> well, that was a great round of, are you smarter than a sixth grader? So, but he's still trying to figure it out. He's no, I just, I'm just so confused. So they're going to use this stone. There's three different languages. To translate shit. There's three different languages on the stone. There's like <laughs> Greek and ancient Egyptian language and hieroglyphs. Okay. And they all say the same thing. Okay. So they were able to look at the hieroglyphs and to figure out what words right. were in other languages and that's how they were to translate it. So now they can go around Egypt and be like, oh, this word is dog because right. it matches up with this and this. So who do you think did the Rosetta Stone? Who was like, oh, I'm, I know all three languages, and I'm going to make sure that people can translate it all? Mr. Rosetta. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, where's that name from? Because I know that that's like, if you want to learn languages, you should grab Rosetta Stone. Um, yeah, they got it from the, yeah. Yeah, they got it from, <laughs> from the stone. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that that CD-ROM packet yep. from my PC wasn't around before the, the rock? Wow. Not Dwayne. It Rosetta was, Stone. No, the Rosetta Stone sure. was made in ninth. 19- 196 BC. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Damn. 1096. I don't know why instantly I was like, I wonder what my ancestors are doing then. <laughs> I wonder who they were. You should go on that show. Oh. With that guy who's all over TikTok and PBS. Oh, he's like, oh, come to Ellis Island. Look at the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do that. And then you're like, oh, my family was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I bet you're related to Christopher Columbus. You think? Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> well. What are you trying to say, Dan? What was that? 1772, Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Mm-hmm. Okay. What yeah. year was that? No, no, no. It was 1772, <laughs> four years know, before America was years off. <laughs> Close enough. It happened four years before the American Revolution. That is accurate. <laughs> Just imagine he's just like pulling up in his boat and it's like, oh damn, you're already here? <laughs> Wait, it's pretty civilized. Wait, I actually. can't steal it from you. You guys are way too no uh, oh, you done too much shit, man. Turn uh, it around. You got a musket? Oh fuck damn. Damn. I'll take scurvy. Gotta go. <laughs> 1772. I don't know. I just like for talking history, I don't find that part of history exciting. The American side? Yeah. I, I love that I shit. I love the ancient stuff. 
I don't, yeah, I don't all care. Of that. Yeah. Give me the Rosetta Stone. That's the cool stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm just at this point in time, like from that moment, history's repeated itself in so many different forms since then. That mm-hmm. like I'm I'm focused on like a little bit of old school, a little bit of modern, you know what I mean? We have like a whole a whole other shit that we gotta like tackle. You know? Like the Greek stuff. Too too far. Why did you just turn stuff? into an old too, Italian too man while you were saying that? I just wanted to be honest with oh, you. Oh, I, I can't be bothered with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, damn, dude. Dan just whipped out a photo of Billie Eilish's back tattoo, and it looks like somebody should be calling emergency medical services. It's, it's awesome. crazy. It's I awesome. Just, I love it. Damn, it looks like she suffered from a severe attack or the, like a bird with claws. Looks like a painful one. Yeah. Like, it looks like done. she suffered a koala attack. I'm excited to see what it looks like when it's all cleaned up and healed. Dude, do you know koalas have really intense nails? How do you know that? Oh, man, the internet's having a great time with this tattoo. My, bo- my boyfriend told me. Does he have a personal experience? Well, he called me a koala once, and then he told me that like if a koala falls out of a tree in Australia, which is very common, you have to get a blanket or a towel because- Oh, no! <laughs> it's about to fall from the tree! <laughs> Grab the blankie! <laughs> Spring it out! Catch <laughs> <laughs> it! <laughs> Look out for the claw, though. You know, yeah, but if you don't do that, you could get stabbed by them. You remember when there was those forest fires in Australia and all these, there was all the koalas with the burnt feet? Yeah, really sad. That was the worst thing in the world. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Now that we're talking about Billy Hodge's back tattoo, which is what exactly? I think it's think? just a design. That's down her spine from, like, the base of her head. I'll just bring it up on the screen. To the, to the her lower back. And mm-hmm. it's, um... Somebody actually compared it to, like, I the see. top of a desk in, <laughs> like, the top. Yeah. Honestly, when I'm looking at it, it looks like it, wood grain. Wait, if you look at it from like a uh, a, a, a horizontal angle, it looks like a sandwich, <laughs> like a pressed panini. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. I do kind of see that. You see? Yeah. Turn yeah. your head. What's it say about me that I'm kind of hungry now? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, it looks like a <laughs> or like one of them. Uh, you know. You, you know, uh, you know, spam with rice. Yeah, and then the seaweed. It's masubi. Yeah, masubi. It's given masubi. That well, I think that's what she was masubi. going for. Masubi. Masubi. I think it's just like a modern day tribal armband. What the fuck? It's on her back. Yeah, a modern day tribal armband is on your back. <laughs> it's a, you know what I'm saying? It's like a modern day tribal. <laughs> okay, so that okay. Listen. Wouldn't a modern day tribal armband be an armband? Just modern and tribal? That, make, that makes way too much sense. Okay. Damn. Anyway, it looks really good. <laughs> the tattoo. I'm sure it's gonna heal real nice. I you know, people who share tattoos in like that that stage. Like unfinished? You know, very risky stuff. Why? Well, you're putting something you're putting a piece of art out there that's not ready. It's not it's not ready to be consumed. What if this is ready though? I'm ready. I mean, it's Damn, clearly dude, not. If that's there's, just ready, there's ink all over her back. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I mean, God, fingers and toes. That's comment, not what she's going with. The comment section is not being too nice. Well, we Oof. love Billy. I do. I think it's going to look great when it heals. Very painful to do that. Like you know, she can't wear anything on her back, so well, she's just hanging out. Yeah, might as well. Just yeah. Damn. I've like, have you ever seen somebody get like a an arm, like a an whole like sleeve tattoo done? At like, one time, no. I have pretty gnarly stuff. It bleeds. How long did it take? Oh, a long time, long time, long time, a whole day, like ten hours. It was crazy, stupid. We drove like eight hours to get there. Worth it? Nah. Then he hated it. My he was my ex best friend. Then for years he wanted to just cut his arm off. I think just recently he's come to terms. That sounds like a reasonable response. 
Well, when you have a when you have a, a, a tattoo sleeve that you can't get rid of or cover up, and it's a giant fucking koi fish the size of your foot, you know, like you just black out your arm. Yeah, that would look great. Yeah, his his option was to remove a limb. I, I did tell him <laughs> that that was dramatic, and he shouldn't do that. Yeah, I talked him out of it, but then we be, stopped becoming friends. That's but he still has his arm, so well, that's because you told him. Something. Well, I thought I was in love with him. You told him that. Mm. Imagine that. You're on an eight-hour car ride. And no, it wasn't on the car ride. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. I was there. <laughs> no, no, it was were. me. I was, yeah, I was not there. <laughs> I thought it was on the car ride that you said that. No. Where, where, where are you? Tell uh, me the situation. Set it up. <laughs> no. Uh, you're you're with your, your best friend who you think you're in love with. and But knew really quickly that I wasn't. He was pressuring me to give him a reason for action. And... Um, God, I... Friends are so weird. Like, I, my friends would never say, Dan, give me a reason for your actions. I'd be like, no. Yeah, he, yeah he's like very, yeah. And, but also like- I mean, this is how you and your friends always work. It's just strange to me. I've, I've, I've like cleaned house on a lot of friends as of recent. That is a new thing that you're doing. Yeah. I'm living fresh. I'm living so clean. That's good. But anyway, my ex-best friend uh, who reached out to me recently and asked to talk. And I did end up a month later responding. What'd you say? I was like, yeah. Do you want to meet in person or hop on the phone? I haven't heard back. Um, <laughs> That's fine. weird. He reached out to you, you responded. Well, I responded a month later. How long has it been since your response? Maybe a week. All right, wait three more weeks. He'll respond. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Month right? for a month. <laughs> it's really mature. Um, well, so I, he asked for me to give me a reason behind these actions. And I was like, I didn't really understand like what I was even doing wrong or like where it was going, whatever. I knew instantly that it was the wrong thing, and I didn't feel that at all. And uh, long story short, I ended the friendship, really, um, just because he was, like, really needy and emotionally, like, draining and intense and crazy. But, like, really funny. We used to put him on the radio all the time. He was really good. Right? Mm. Oh, you didn't think so? He had his moments. Yeah. He had never sat on Santa's lap until he was 25. We facilitated that for him. That sounds like a some sort of crime. <laughs> Yeah, you will sit on Santa's lap. Uh, by the way, we got to book Santa on this show. Yeah, Santa should come back for December. Yeah, the real one. I gave you. I sent him a letter. I gave you Mrs. Claus's number. Did they reach back out? Mrs. Claus? No, she's on vacation. Oh, he. Yeah. She does all his bookings. She handled. Oh well. Okay, I'll hit her back up. Yeah, please. I want that big man in here? You know, right, Let's Jordan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of right, Carlos. My Prince, you have your Christmas list ready. <laughs> I haven't started yet. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> the answer's fucking yes. I want a gumball machine, brah. And I also want a jukebox. And I'd love a pony. A pony? Just a little one. I, I think the way you said that really disturbed me. I want a pony. I want a pony. No, there was a phase in life where I was trying to ride horses. I was young. How long? That, oh. oh, it lasted like, I don't know, a few months. I saw Bella Hadid is now dating a professional horse, horse, horser, whatever they're. Oh. Yeah, a horser. Well, yeah. He's a jockey? Horseback rider. Yeah. Jockey. Well, I don't think he's a jockey. Equestrian? Mm -hmm. Equestrian. Oh, equestrian. They're he's professionals jockey. at that? No, is he yeah. the guy that, is he I the mean, guy if that you're ropes? wealthy enough, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> is he, you want to be good at a hobby? I had a, a friend in college who became a newscaster, and she was like probably six foot tall, really tall girl, and she ended up marrying a jockey who was like four foot 11. It really? was just the craziest Cute. height difference. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is named Adin Buonellos. He is a big star in the horse riding industry. 
the fuck is that? <laughs> the horse that riding mean? industry? No, I know like jockeys, like your horse racing. Adam, but what is a horse ride? Adam like, was inducted into the National Cutting Horse Association Riders Hall of Fame in 2017 wow. as one of the young, youngest inductees of all time. I still don't know what he does. What is a cutting of horse? What are you cutting? The horse. What, what part? All of it. <laughs> that's so mean. At least turn them to glue. Let's see. What is horse cutting? Oh, that's, Sorry, that's Go ahead, hard. Dan. No, Zach just made a terrible joke. Oh, uh, cutting. <laughs> so what, is, what does he do? Uh, see, I, I think, think he just rides horses for yeah. a living. Scholars maintain the translation was lost years ago. So <laughs> we'll have to leave it at that. <laughs> well, if the scholars say so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll refer to the Rosetta Stone. Full circle. We'll be right back. Oh, Zach Sang Show. Hello, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That's Stanley. Welcome to the studio. McKenna Gray. Woo! Hi. Hey. And genuinely, it's been the first time in a while that somebody's come and brought us a gift. Really? Yes. Well, like, never show up empty-handed. I wanted to make, like, a good impression. Is that the truth? Yeah. What, what, like, what situations have you brought a gift to that maybe, like, you, maybe, like, somebody who doesn't bring gifts would be like, oh, that's kind of weird that you brought a gift. I... I don't know. I just usually like to bring my little offering. These are kind of like, they're a really good go-to. They're very, very good. Nothing bun cakes. Mm -hmm. Delicious. I know. But like, would you bring a like a, a gift to like an audition room or is that weird? Uh, I feel like that'd be a little weird. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to bribe somebody. Yeah. Maybe. You I want, don't know. You want to get it for the quality of your talent. <laughs> oh, this is so cute. You wrote us a card. Yeah, just oh. a note. Thank you for having me. That was really Excited nice. Excited to be here. And there's a dog on there and you have your own stationery. I do. What is that? <laughs> I like to like... I don't know, like professional. Here's my like little stationery and my little gift, my it's, little offering. It's nice. A lot of people <laughs> think that uh, you know, younger people don't do handwritten things anymore. I like to. I like to try. I've always tried to keep that up. <laughs> it's sweet. Like I think very few things are like a handwritten note. You know, because very few things take the time of like like that, that handwritten note takes. Yeah, I, I like it. I think that it's nice. <laughs> Wait, so okay, casual kisser is is. A single that is out is yes. essentially leading into whatever album's coming in the new year, or is it a continuation of the era that you're in for the EP? Um, I'd say that it's um, not my last EP. It's kind of me trying to move into a new sound and like a new vibe. I'm I'm really trying to not fully, but kind of move into like a new vibe that's more chill. Or I, I lately I really love Lana Del Rey. I love her mm. so much, and so I'm kind of just trying to move into more of like an acoustic and like cool lyrical vibe place. It does sound much different than Bittersweet 16. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and so, okay, a part of that is like making a conscious effort to be different and do things differently, right? Like what are a part of those things? Um, well, I'm really trying to move. I really love the whole old Hollywood aesthetic and vibe and just the classiness of that. And so with my upcoming like music videos and cover arts and just singles and music in general, I'm fully trying to move into that. And whether it's a full on style switch in my personal life as well, or trying to fully get into that vibe and image, that's something that I'm trying to work on as of late. Are the lyrics and the stories that you're telling, like specifically in Casual Kisser, are they rooted in reality or where are they from? Oh, completely. It's all, it's so bad. I always get so nervous putting out music because I um I always feel a little annoying sometimes in sessions too whenever I'm writing because whenever I'm working with other people if somebody says something or pitches an idea but it's not something that I feel is true to the story even if it enhances the story or the vibe I 
I feel like I can't sing it because then I feel like I'm lying. So whenever I write music and whenever I write these um, songs, I really like it to be as accurate as I can just because, I don't know, coming from an acting world, I like to be as honest with my real life as I can in my music. It is interesting. And I was thinking about that like this morning on my way in while listening to some of your music. For a long time, you played a bunch of other people. And from that, like, I do wonder, like, is there a slowed understanding of who you are because you're so focused on being someone else. <laughs> right. And like, and, and you're, you're not one person for very long. Most, most of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless you're on a, a show. Yeah. And yeah, some people can like kind of like leave it at the door or whatever, but I also have friends that are incredibly method actors. And when they go into a role, they're like gone for months. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, just recently have I played a role that I think is the closest to myself I've ever been because like I'm usually playing things that are so far off or I'm playing younger versions of people yeah. so I'm learning how to be them or I'm playing like a psychopath or I'm cutting my hair up to here and it's just like always all over the place um and I'm definitely not a method actor by any means but I do like to get into it and feel it and, and you've been doing act, that since you're know? five yeah going on 12 years strong it's it's crazy um but I mean, it's, I think that over the past few years, getting into music has been a really nice process of discovering who I am as an artist, but also as a person. It's really, I mean, this EP I'm about to release and the album I'm working on and all the things was really just me working through my own like breakup and relationship and feelings. That's what Bittersweet 16 was too. It's just fully me kind of figuring out who I am or how I'm feeling about these situations, which is exciting and scary to show the world but it's it's still really cool how do you approach a session or writing a record like is it coming from do you have to write instantly after you feel something or go through something or is it a, a delayed effect i mean it really depends i i just started getting back into writing on paper again i have like a notebook that's just full of ideas and thoughts as they come to me or as i'm going through things um and I mean, the EP and album have really been over the past, like, year. I think I I wrote one love song, and then a few days later, I was not in a relationship anymore. <laughs> and so then I started writing all of my, like, sad songs and stuff. And it's just funny to look back and be and actually look at the progression and look at the days that I wrote everything and slowly like kind of seeing myself get over something through my music which is kind of funny that's actually really cool it's like exciting and I, I I like it it's funny to go back and listen and be like dang I can't believe I felt so intensely about that but it's cool that I got that emotion out in the moment so do those songs end up making up I mean are uh, do they make up Bittersweet 16 or are they going on to this new project or what? It's my new project completely. Yeah. Um, Bittersweet 16 was more of me working through like my emotions and I wrote like breakup songs that were more just like about <laughs> that were about people that I had never dated, but I felt like a breakup from a person, you know, like that's the kind that's the most exaggerating I'll, I'll like get in my music is I'll write completely about a situation, but then like, uh, we broke up, but like it was more like a friend breakup. Um, but this new stuff is more like, 
yeah, completely just me writing over the past like year or so, um, everything that I've been going through. <laughs> In real time, all yeah. honesty. Yeah, no yeah. No make-believe. But by the way, we've all been in make-believe relationships. And, and by <laughs> the way, a lot of those situations, they were real in, in one way, shape, or form. It was yeah. something real. That's the thing that um, is really cool for me to listen back to because uh, I look back at it now and looking at this album and the EP and the singles, I'm I'm looking at it and I was actually listening to my one love song that I got out of it all. And I was like, dang, I so thought I was so, so, so in love. And then I look back at it and I'm like, I don't feel that way a- anymore. And it's just, I don't know. It's funny to have that in a time capsule and to be able to see it because it just shows like whether you feel it still or not like that doesn't invalidate whether you actually were in love at a point in time even if you're not anymore if that makes sense 100%. it's just like I don't know I like I like to look back at it all it's it's kind of nice I don't know time capsule diary entries yeah it shows growth it reminds you where you were I feel like my whole album is just like <laughs> just like a diary for me especially going back and looking at the months or the dates that I wrote each of the songs it's funny so how do you, okay, when you want to like start crafting your debut EP, mm-hmm. do you set creative goals or expectations? I mean, obviously you mentioned Old Hollywood, you mentioned Lana, like what is the biggest thing you want to achieve? And it's not about accolades or data, it's more about creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, going into creating this, I I really thought I was going to be releasing the songs that are on this EP um, a long time ago because I wrote them almost a year ago now. Um, And so I thought that that was going to be like, that that was going to be my album. But then I ended up writing more and more and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I I don't think I'm releasing these anymore and I want to create an album and shape that world and figure out Mm. what it is. But then now that it's it's autumn again, my entire EP is autumn-based. It's called Autumn Leaves. And now that I'm back in autumn, I'm like, I can't just sit on these songs. I love them so much. I feel like these songs work together and they aren't going to end up on the album. So I should put these out and then I can move into my old Hollywood, my drama and my breakup songs, my sad stuff and really move into that like flowy vibe by moving through this EP. So Autumn Leaves is coming and Mm -hmm. this is after Bittersweet 16 Mm -hmm. and this is before, see why, (laughs) you know, I'm looking at my research and it's like, we have an album coming, and then we thought that Casual Kisser was going to be your first single from that new album, but it really isn't. I'm not, I, I don't know if Casual Kisser's, it's more, it's not on the EP. It's more of the album vibe, but like it's it's kind of a mix of both. I'm trying to keep with the full like, I'm excited because all of these songs were written at such different like points across the past year, but I think that they all work together really well. It's very like, in my mind, listening to all of them it's like a very linear progression which i love um but oh, that's interesting because like you did you, you made autumn leaves which is the ep that's coming over a year ago but then after that you start working on the album right it's not even that i was like okay i'm gonna start work on an album i was just writing so much and then i ended up creating something that i was like oh my god i think that this is my album i think that this works um and I don't know what to do with Autumn Leaves anymore because I don't think it fits onto this. Oh, wait, this is its own thing. And then I can put these singles in between. I am so 
neurotic about it. I have um, Google Slides where I make <laughs> image boards for each of the songs because to me, I can't see a song working unless I can see it like visually in the back of my mind, either as a music video or just an image or as a color. And so I have like each of the songs uh, for my album and a Google Slides like that progress from color to color to color. And then as I kept going, I would put ones in between that would like be the gradient from, oh, this song feels like a blue, but this one feels like a red. How do I get there? Oh, I found this purple song. This fits in there. And oh. that's my album. And then the autumn leaves were all <laughs> my little fall colors. And I was like, I feel like it doesn't fit in there. Oh, it all works so well together. And so like, I don't know. I, I'm so like weird That's about it cool. all like that. <laughs> so you see the colors after the songs are made? Or while they're being made. I mean, it's the most exciting to me whenever I can see it as we're making the song. I can see it in the back of my mind what and I'm like, seeing? oh, this is great. I don't know. Like whenever I close my eyes or I think about a song, I feel like in the back of my head, I could see like the music video or I can just feel the vibe or like, it sounds so stupid, but it's like, I could feel like, oh, this song feels like this image and it'll be like, I don't know, kind of like a vibe or like whenever you look at, whenever I listen to like Invisible String by Taylor Swift, I think of her album cover, like that song feels mm. like that album cover for folklore with the gray and the trees. Like it feels like that. And so that's kind of what I can feel, I guess. I get it. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of really random. Cool. So you have this EP that mm -hmm. will now see the light of day. Mm -hmm. Amazon Music, by the way. You can listen to all of McKenna Grace's music. There's a link in the description below just waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I really do want these the cakes. They smell really good. <laughs> really good. It's really messed up. <laughs> really messed up. Um, but then we get into an album. But there's no dates set for the album. No, I have like, I have dates and I have ideas in mind because... Again, I'm very neurotic about like I planned out all my slides and then like probably three or four months ago while I was in London um, working on something, I made this big old Google Doc and it was like McKenna's plan for the next like year <laughs> and it's just like planning out each single and each album and like dates that I think should work that way I can just get ahead of it and like figure it out because I have so much music I want to release and every time I write something I feel like I'm out doing my previous work and then I'll want to release that and then I'll leave songs behind so I'm just trying to get it out that way I can continue like creating without being like oh my god I can't leave this behind because I love it so much and why I feel like it should be out there why do you need to put it out there because people can make the case that like you, you just hold it and like you keep writing and you keep getting better and then you narrow it down that's what I'm doing that is completely what I'm doing but right now I love these songs so much and I want them to see the light of day I think that they're exciting and fun and I love releasing music and one of my favorite things that I've discovered is I love like playing live I've gotten to do it twice now and that's one of my favorite things ever it's like my dream my goal in life to go on tour someday um but I don't know I just want to be able to have it out there I think that it's exciting to share with the world in what order did the goals or dreams for you come when you were a kid? Was it acting first? Was it music first? Was it like what, what like you, your earliest dream, your earlier, earliest moment of picturing what, what you do today? It's, it's always been acting for me. Like that was, that's what I've been doing my entire life. You know, I grew up obsessed with like Shirley Temple and I wanted to be so badly on the Pee Wee Herman show like that was my like thing and that's why I like really wanted to get into it was those two and, Shirley Temple um, did everything though 
I know. Triple threat. Exactly. And I've always loved like music, though I cannot dance like her <laughs> for sure. Um, I've always loved music and it's always been a part of my life, but only over the pandemic, whenever acting kind of like shut yeah. down, I literally got sent home from a project for only God knows how long. It was like a big number of months um, before we continued. And that's when I started writing music because I just like sat around and I had nothing else to do. And I mean, just lately I've really been taking like playing the guitar seriously and trying to be able to know how to perform because as I've continued writing and releasing music, I've discovered that this is also something that I'm very, very passionate about and that I love like kind of equally, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think that I'll always have that acting will always be like, my career and my path in life, but music goes right hand in hand. I love creating music for films, for end credits and things like that. It, it, I think that it goes really hand in hand and it's fun to be able to write from like a character's perspective too for music. And also entered your life at a really unique time where you're doing a lot of self-discovery and you were left with yourself to discover, you know, and get to know. And I don't know, it's really interesting. Just a good way to like kind of explore your feelings and emotions and understand it. Completely. Music, music is like therapy for me, just writing it because... I work whenever I do like co-writing sessions, I work with a lot of the same people because they already know my stories yeah. and they've been here, like been here for the past three years through, oh my gosh, I found something and now it's over and now I'm in this and now you know this person and you've met this person, but they did this and like knows all of my stories and all the things that are going on. And it's just like, it's just so nice to get out and like talk and just write it out on paper. Yeah, must feel good. It does. <laughs> so casual kisser is about a love bomb? Yeah. Can you define yeah. love bomb? Um, well, meeting somebody and well, casual kisser is really just like about someone who was like, oh my God, like I'm in love with you. I love you so much. And I was like, whoa, I, I literally said, I was like, I don't know if you should say that right now. Like that's a little quick. And he was like, no, I like love you. And I was like, okay, I guess I love you too. <laughs> and so I was just like, I, I felt like I was so in love. And then now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, did you just like want to make out with me? <laughs> like on your couch or something? Because mm -hmm. then you look back at it and you're like, oh, was there like some ulterior motive or something? Because whenever you're in it, you think that you're so in love. And then once you have some distance and you look back, like after the fact and after you've been ditched or ghosted, you're like, well dang, now I can kind of see through like the rose colored tinted glasses. It wasn't like that lovely. It was just more of like an intense, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then you're gone. How long did it take for you to realize that? Um, after the fact, uh, I mean, I wrote this song, I think like two or three months after the fact, I have been going through like a long process of just like analyzing the past year or so with my music. Okay, so guy tells you he's loves you, loves you, loves you. <laughs> How long after that does he leave your life? Um, I think it, that's so funny. I haven't talked about this too much. I think it took him um, like two weeks. Wow. I know it was pretty bad. Damn. I just told somebody I love him and I've known him for, how long has it been, Dan? Uh, you probably told him at two weeks. Well, I mean, two weeks and change, but we've been lit. It's messed up. It's not messed up. We met. Mm -hmm. and we've been living together ever since. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, really? Pretty wild. Well, that's pretty good. Cool. Well, for me, it was that I knew that this was like, my whole thing was whatever the relationship or the little love thing was, it was such, it was a short period of time, but that was kind of like my best friend for like a while. Uh. And then it turned into something and then it became an album because heartbreak. Um, See, but, that's rough though. Like when yeah. your best friend turns into your lover and when they tell you that you they love you, you really mm -hmm. do believe it because it's your best friend. You yeah. Know, they know you, they understand you, or at least you think they do. Because I'm like... I don't know. I'm not, I take like relationships or love or even like kissing and stuff. That's what casual kisser is about is that I take it very seriously and it's so important for me. And like, I'm not a casual kisser and I'm not going to kiss somebody or go out with them unless like I'm serious about it. And I don't know. It's just like a big deal. And then to have somebody like know that and then pull the rug out from under you is like a big deal for me. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. I went a little crazy and wrote so much. <laughs> Sick. You still friends with that person? Um, the funniest thing actually happened is this coming out after my EP is out. Mm -hmm. I have a song on my EP that is, I wrote myself the apology I never received because I didn't hear from him for about almost a year because he was like, let's stay friends. And then I never heard from him again. And that's like what my song is. It's like the apology I never received. And the other day while I was recording that, I got a call from him for the first time oh, in almost universe. a year, which was insane. I actually have the tape, like the take recorded of me being like, oh my God, they're calling. This is insane. I was like, of course, it's right after I like finish my EP and my album and all of that. And it's like, oh my gosh, what do I even do? I don't know. But I thought that that was like hilarious that did it was right during. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got, it was funny to like during the song of my apology huh? to myself, I kind of got my apology. Like finally, I kind of, I got a little bit of closure. It was weird. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> the universe works in mysterious ways. It really does. <laughs> That's wild. I know. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. Truly. Wow. So he love bombed you and then he bailed. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. At least you didn't move in together. At least. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Still living with my parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're only 17. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. We'll see. So much more to like come and so much to explore and like learn. I'm so excited from like the, I'd say like 14 through 16 were not my years. And now I'm like 17 and I'm starting to like kindly, finally kind of like feel life. Like I am enjoying this year so far being 17 and I'm so excited to just like explore life and figure out who I am and keep writing music. It's just like, I don't know. It's an exciting time in life. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Go thrive, sis. 17. It's the it's the age that everybody writes about in songs. I'm like so excited to finally be there. <laughs> now, yeah. So live it and then write about it. What I'm you, going to. What are you thinking, Dan? <laughs> what did you mean on Bittersweet, Bittersweet 16 when you said my childhood's wasted and I'm scared to fix it? It's actually, um, my childhood's wasted and I'm scared to face it. Face it. Yeah. Okay. Genius had the lyrics wrong. I know. I've, I, was literally talking about that the other day with my <laughs> yeah. mom. I was like, mom, the lyrics to my songs on the internet are wrong. Yeah, they are. I checked multiple places. <laughs> I know. I was so upset. I like just noticed that the other day too. I was like, they're wrong. And I've been sending the lyrics to like my label and stuff. I don't know how it's wrong, but it was like my childhood's waste and I'm scared to face it. It's just like 
going by so fast and I'm just like scared of that. I'm scared to get older. So you feel like your childhood was wasted, even though you were accomplishing so much that most kids will never get to do. Yeah, not wasted, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just like whenever you get in that feeling and you're just like feeling really dramatic about everything, Mm -hmm. it's like, God, what am I like doing? I'm just like, especially like being stuck and growing up through something like the pandemic, like you feel like so many of your years are just like, what happened? Like, I cannot believe I'm going to be 18 next year. I'm like, where did all of that time go? It's just like gone. That's crazy. So it's like, I I mean, I turned 14 in quarantine and now I'm like, going to be 18 next year. And I'm like, where am I? Where did all of that time go? Like, this is insane I don't even know what to do with myself so it's just kind of like it's wasting it's just like going away what do I do with the rest of this time and I'm just like terrified of it I'm terrified of time (laughs) time is a scary thing but you gotta live in the present and remember the time is the most valuable resource but yet it is the most it is a resource that we kind of just are the most expendable with and Mm. lackadaisical with and we just exploit and just whatever willy-nilly it's terrifying you'll never get it back yeah stop i know <laughs> i hate it <laughs> it is you know i've been loosely pitching for a, a while now that i believe that the the world should give everybody back two years on their age mm. because we all lost two years in the pandemic you know what i'm so down with that i would love to tell people i'm 28 like i <laughs> give a limb I'd give a limb you know but what sucks <laughs> is everybody else is young around me too so it like defeats the purpose but like whatever just get two years back hey We'll, we'll give you specifically two years of that. that way. <laughs> it can't just be for me. It's for everybody. Um, you play Roblox? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's in my notes. You're on TikTok playing Roblox. <laughs> yes, I but love specifically Roblox. specifically scary ones? Oh my God, I did make that TikTok. Yeah, I mean, Roblox scary games, they're the best. I love Roblox. I've never played. Oh my God. Life is like Roblox. Have y'all seen that? No. A little video of DJ Khaled being like, life is like Roblox. Oh, Roblox? But, but everybody thinks he's saying Roblox and it's like a massive <laughs> video. But what does he actually say? I think he says life is like roadblocks. Oh, roadblocks. Way, yeah. way less inspiring than Roblox. Yeah, I know. Like, what? Because don't you build stuff in Roblox? Yeah. You can. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't I, roast me. Just teach no. me. Come on. Yeah, I'll teach you anytime. Oh my god, I love Roblox. Do you like play like on the internet, like where other people watch you? Um, like, why did that sound like such an old person way to ask? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like not in like a streaming capacity. Like, I don't know. Like, is it, is it like a network networked game where you just play alone, like with the story on the computer or whatever? I play with my friends. I like. I'll always convince my friends to play with me. I actually got my grandpa on Roblox. Oh, sick! Yeah, so I get my papa to play Roblox with oh, me sometimes. If he can do it. Yeah, and I get my dad. Like I, Damn. I've gotten like my dad, my grandpa, and I all in like one server. It's great. Why are you? What? What? what that's cool. I don't Why are know. you recruiting people? Do they come to you like looking for a game to play, or do you go? You need to get on this. Yeah, no. Actually, people come to me and they're like, "You're the you're the master. Yeah. Teach me your ways." <laughs> no, I just I convince everybody. I kind of want to be on there. What? What? Like, what, what system does one use? That's what they use. That's what they say, right? What yeah. System? What, isn't it all one system nowadays, and then just the internet? What the fuck? No, I don't know. Man, I'm old too. Xboxes and Playstations. <laughs> oh right? my like, god. I don't know. Like computers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. What's your gaming setup? <laughs> Damn. 
None, actually. This is so funny. I, think I, I have don't an know. Xbox One in, in, in the box. Wow. I, I just use like my crappy MacBook and it like overheats and burns my hands sometimes. But. <laughs> oh, damn. You definitely have more, more money. You should definitely have to deal with that. <laughs> I should get a better computer. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. You definitely have the funds. So oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> so, what is that? Uh, wait, so who is uh, Miss Gomez? Miss Gomez. Zochi Gomez? Zo yeah, I didn't want to say yeah. the first name in, in fear that I was going to totally destroy that one. Yeah, yeah, I never you like sound, yeah, Zochi. Right <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't know either, but yeah, Zochi. 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 roommate? Yeah, I love Zochi. Great friend. I think that she's lovely. She's the coolest. I think, well, okay, wait, I don't know if I should say that. I. What? Well, I like, I have, I have a song that is like. About her? Am I allowed to say that? Because like my album hasn't come out yet. But yeah, I wrote a song about her. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. It's great because I like, I went out with her one time, like to some concert or something. And I was like, man, I wish that I was like you. Like you're so cool. And then I went, I had like a session the next day and I was like, man, I have this friend and she's like so beautiful. She's so cool. Like she's so outgoing and confident. And I like wish I could be that but I don't want to write like a song that sounds like that. Like, Oh, I wish I was you. But then I was like, I want to write like a love song for her. Like, I think that it'd be beautiful to like, I admire you so much that I just want to write a love song about you. So I did. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Did you play it for her? Yeah, <laughs> I what, did. What is that like? I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. I love playing people's songs that I write about them. I think that it's so fun. Like if it's a positive song, <laughs> I've never played someone like a negative song that I've written about. Well, not yet. Oh. No, I like actually have talked to people after I've like put out songs that were not like super happy about them. And it's it's gone well because then you kind of get to like go back and talk about like why you were feeling that way or yeah. like what they did or It re-sparks a conversation that definitely needed to happen to begin with. It's nice. Huh. It's nice and then you get good music out of it. It's giving healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is giving healthy. <laughs> Sweet. But I don't know. I'm excited yeah. to hear this song about Zochi Gomez. Yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> Hi, Zochi. Yeah. Hey, Zoch. I love you. I'm learning. <laughs> learning. Well, I feel so cool today. <laughs> we weren't given many details, but you're working with Black Bear. Yeah, oh, I am. Oh, we love Black Bear. I love him, too. He's the best. Um, I am. I have a song coming out... This Friday. This Friday. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Now all I Friday. see is a new song this Friday with Black Bear. Yeah, it's um it's so sad I can't really talk about what it's for because of um like the guidelines of the strikes and whatnot. Oh. But it's it's really exciting and I'm very excited about it. I think that it's um it's a really fun song and it's gonna be really cute and it's more for kids, but it's really funny that I have like Black Bear with me on it. It's really funny. I don't know. It's exciting. <laughs> Good balance. Yeah, it's a very funny balance. <laughs> so this song's not on Autumn Leaves. No, it's not on Autumn Leaves or my album. It's for... Something um, we can't discuss. Yeah, it's for a project. It's cool, though. Don't you love when you can't talk about something? <laughs> I know. I'm so <laughs> sad about it, but... I don't know. What can you do? <laughs> By the way, all McKenna Grace's music is waiting for you. Link in the description below. It's sitting on Amazon Music. Just waiting for you to... Click and tap and do the whole thing. <laughs> really, soak it in. Listen to it. It really is good stuff. You're telling honest stories. I'm excited for the album. Like, Thank that's you. what I'm the most excited for. And the EP, Autumn Leaves. It's all there for you. So, go. Listen to it. 
Um, you Your voice about- is so soothing. Like oh. whenever you get right on the mic, like every once in a while, I'm just like, oh my God, there he is. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's great. It's very great nice podcast voice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. No, it's very sweet. I listen. <laughs> actually, the greatest compliment I get is that people like my voice. Yeah, no, it's great. Sometimes it gets creepy. I love your voice. Yeah. No, that's not. You have no idea. Love your voice. Yeah. Big fan. Thank you. <laughs> That was good. It's been a while since you've been acting, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Just mostly the channel yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a camera? You want me to play something? Would, uh, do you get more nervous filming a big scene or performing live? Uh, performing live. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's just so much scarier because I feel like shooting a scene, you have like, oh my God, I was shooting like, it must have been like an eight- eight 12 page scene like full of dialogue and it was so much and it was just like the whole cast was in it and like we shot that for like two days and we did that exact scene like so many different takes so many different things like for like two days so you do it over and over and over and over again and then like you know which takes you like you can tell like the director like I hated that take please don't use it or you have like more control over how it looks or what you see and you can stop and you can start but then like performing live like you have one shot Mm -hmm. it has to be perfect and it's it's so cool and exciting but it's so scary because you only have like that one shot to nail it and And if you don't you don't if you do you do which is so scary but it's really (laughs) exciting so it's like I don't know you gotta like practice a ton but that's that's for me why it's so much scary. I mean, after my first live performance, I like ran off stage and threw up. Like I was so like, like I felt so <laughs> rock and roll though. <laughs> like I felt really rock and roll, but like I was so scared. just like terrifying, but I had the best time ever. But then I like ran off and puked. puked. All makes, <laughs> uh, it, it all makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty, it was exciting though. Did, you go. I was like, what attracted you to pop punk originally? That I know you're changing it now, but why was mm-hmm. Bittersweet 16 like a pop punk album? I never intended like to originally get into that side of music, but then I, actually originally I had like an EP that I had been working on um, for a while that was like really acoustic and like pretty and it was more bubblegum pop than I would have wanted it to be. So I was like having a hard time figuring out what to do. And it was my first time in a studio and I didn't know how to give notes or how to convey like what I wanted. And then I left and I went and shot something and I had some like crazy life experiences. And then I came back and I was so angry about like (laughs) a relationship or like friendship that I had like had. And I was like so angry about it and I was so upset about it. And I had all these feelings that I didn't know how to process. And so it just ended up like becoming that. I don't know. I wrote a lot of angry music around then. <laughs> and so like, that's kind of what it became was that it was just more like pop punk than anything else. But as long as it's honest and matching the tone and temperature of where you're at in life, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. That was like, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a little embarrassing, but like, I also love it. It's, it's like I said earlier, it's like a little time capsule. I don't know. Brings you back. Yeah, it really does. Does Grace Vanderwall know that she's one of the reasons why you started playing the ukulele? I have no clue. I, back in, I mean, it must have been like a few weeks or months into me learning ukulele. I went to one of her concerts and I think I like met her backstage and I got her to, did I get her to sign my ukulele case? Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I must have been like 12. Um, but 
I have no clue. I thought that ugh, she was like so cool to me. I loved America's Got Talent. I was like obsessed with it. I would like save it all on the DVR and every night <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd get like so hyped and root for people. But I like, I don't know. I thought she was so cool. She, she is. is so cool. She is so cool. I don't know. Hi, Grace Vanderbilt. Hi, Grace. I think you're so cool. <laughs> she hasn't been on the show in a while. No, she hasn't been here in years. Where's she at? Where are you at, Grace? <laughs> Have her back. <laughs> She's awesome. She's a great energy. Good person. Aww, really talented so human being. And super sweet. Damn. She has a cool voice. Yeah, she does. And she knows how to work that ukulele. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so rad. Yeah. By the way, you're a good egg. Really appreciate you giving us time and energy today. Yeah. I'm excited for this album. Thank you. I'm really excited for this album. Yeah, come on back. We'll talk about it. I'd love to. I'd love to. Seriously. Anytime. Yeah. I'd be so excited. But Autumn Leaves is waiting for you. Casual Kiss or two. It's all waiting. Uh, plus all the other stuff. Bittersweet 16. Every song that McKenna Grace has put out for public consumption is waiting for you on Amazon Music. So just click the link in the description below. What else are you thinking? How have you been able to stay so like normal being a child actor? I mean, Am I like? You seem very normal to me. Well, she could also like, be acting. You could be putting on an act. Little do you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Like, okay. I, I don't even, uh, that was like, I don't even know what normal like is or equal. It's like, I was like, oh my God, I was actually like kind of normal. feeling sad. I was like kind of crying on my couch last night because I watched this like really good homecoming proposal <laughs> and it was so good and it was so sweet. And I was like, I'm never going to go to homecoming. And I was like so sad about it, but it's like, I don't know. The grass is always greener, but it's like a weird, mm -hmm. I, I am lucky to have my parents. I really love my mom and dad. They're That's like my best friends, <laughs> which is funny because like I've never been to school before, like That's crazy ever. And I graduated high school maybe last year. I've been doing college um, on and off for like the past two years or so. I, I've been taking some time off though from doing college because I had a spinal surgery back in October, a really you big one. You have scoliosis. I, I did. But my spine is fused now. Is that what, like six percent? Is it? I have no idea what it is at now. I read something on the internet that said that could have been. It's lying. probably six percent, but okay. it was like. Do you know where it was at, mom? It was like it was pretty bad, though. It is six percent now. See. I don't think it was fifty-six. Was it? That'd be <laughs> really bad. I don't even know. But it was pretty. It was pretty not good and so like i forgot to sign up for like another semester after that because i couldn't walk and yeah so, casual <laughs> and so like i kind of forgot to sign back up so i just haven't but um you wrote a song about your surgery yeah. right or going through scoliosis um i wrote a song that was more just about like the weird body image issues that came with that because i've never had like a normal like I guess shape to my hips because one of them has always been so much higher than the other and I stand like this whenever I had like my scoliosis and it just like I don't know those type of things shouldn't get to you but it like it really did and I was just having a hard time with it and I was in such a weird mental space for a while like surrounding all of that and just now like over the past this year have I really been like coming to terms with that and trying to figure it out and like better myself as a person and take better care of my like mind and my body and like do things that make me feel like nice about myself. I don't know. That's should be it's your exciting. sole priority. Yeah. It, it, and it has been, it's, it's been like, it's nice to figure that kind of stuff out. And 
listening back to that song you know I it's called self-dysmorphia and at the time I like I have such a weird relationship with that song because I really didn't want to release it at first because it felt like so weird and personal but I kind of framed it in a bit of a lighter light if releasing it because it wasn't really something I was I don't know that I felt like I was ready to talk about because I feel like if I'm talking about that or like an image issue or something like that then I should be like over it or I should have some kind of closure that I can offer somebody by listening to this song but I felt like I didn't have that yet and I don't know if I if I have that yet or like anything like that but I felt so weird about it at the time and I, I didn't want it to be like Ooh, I'm releasing this like feel bad for me and here's my song it was just more of like a representation of where I was at that time in my life and I guess I'm happy it's out there I'm always like back and forth on it but I think that it's just like again for me music is like a diary to help me work through things and I guess that was like a necessary song for me to write part of your journey yeah it was just more written in like a poppy like punk manner which I like I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like does it need to be like sadder or is this fine to put it out there like this like I, I don't know and so I don't know but it, it was like a good representation of where I was at the time and it was like a very honest song for me according to people magazine it went from 47 degrees to six. Oh, that, that sounds about right, right. <laughs> according to people magazine, according to people magazine. <laughs> wow. thank you people magazine <laughs> for letting me know but yeah because it was pretty bad like i go back and look at some shows or things and i'm like oh my god i'm standing like this it always just it always just looks like i'm throwing hip or something though which is like kind of <laughs> nice <laughs> i don't know but it, it was just funny uh but i'm very happy to it was like probably one of the hard like it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through oh, easy easy yeah I don't know why I said probably it definitely was it was like pretty terrible but now like at the time whenever I was recovering like I couldn't walk for like two weeks and I was just stuck on my couch because my room is upstairs for like two weeks I like couldn't shower by myself I couldn't like literally walk and so I like didn't know what to do with myself and I was like I wish I would have never done this like I hate this so much I like I'm hurting so bad but now that I'm like out of it I'm it was the best thing that I could have done for my life and I'm so happy I did it and so like I don't know for other people that are like going through that or have scoliosis or like debating whether or not to get the surgery like it was so worth it it's like a really difficult recovery but once you're over it it's so like I don't know. I'm so happy I did it. It's hard, but pain is temporary. Yeah. And cool, cool back scars are forever. <laughs> <laughs> My cat Grace's music is waiting for you. It's all on Amazon music. Click the link in the description below. You good? Yeah. I just can't believe you've never been to school. Like that's crazy. No, I haven't. I've always wanted, I'm constantly trying to get invited to prom. So like, I'm, I don't know. I'm like constantly trying to get my friends who go to school to invite me to their proms or their homecomings before they graduate. You'll eventually so have like, your own equivalent to that and it'll be way better. That's the wish. That's the dream. We'll see. <laughs> it's coming. It's kind of grace. I appreciate you giving us your time and energy today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks it was so fun. Here. I like your little puppet in the corner. Uh, he didn't distract you too much? Um, I mean, he's kind of looking at me funny. I know. <laughs> like, I don't know what his deal is, yeah, but. He's got a couple of problems. I can tell. You could deal with him. I like him. After. Can Thanks. you tell yeah. that's supposed to be Zach? Yeah, right? Yeah. You I was going to say, like, it'd be weird that like there's just another puppet, some white guy with brown hair and 
<laughs> untamed eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely me. That's so good. Anyway, we can grace everybody. Woo. Thank you. It's the Zach Sang Show.